uh, first of all, she said, well, she hang up saying, you in a political film, what's all that about? And uh, it can't be true. And uh, I said, well, it seems, it looks very, it's very serious. And so she finally came and, and she signed the contract. So I guess, uh, as far as uh, I understand what you've said, you were not planning to be an actress first. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I did. It's a sort of accident. No, 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 that's all false. So can I you, was planning can you to be an actress. Can you imagine the moment when you realize that this is maybe an option to become an actress? When I was a very little girl, I was already making the show, no, no, no. yes. Okay. Yeah. So it and just became uh, possible. Well, uh, you know, I, I come from a family, uh, kind of uh, not very rich family, and so... Uh, I left school when I was 14 because nobody never really went to let longer to school in my in my family, and I started to work, but I always wanted to be an actress. And when I was 14, I did my first uh, short film, and uh, this guy he met me on the street, and he's called Ips Smithers, and he's called uh, the girl with the shoes, and uh, he asked me, would you like to do? A movie and I, I didn't really know what the movie was about because me acting I thought it was like a kind of going around you know playing uh, in public on the streets and uh, when I was a girl I wanted to be a adventurous you know aventurier. I was very happy to do that little short film and it got a prize in Cannes a few years later by the way La Fille Chaussure for the best short film most poetic short film yeah. But when you started your working relationship with Jean-Luc, was it in your head today, there is such a definition of what independent cinema is. Was that in your head when you were running, literally running around, handheld camera, wild sound, making these films, or were you just thinking that this is the only way we can do it? You mean what was in my head, you know? I was not that complicated, you know? I was just very happy to do something, to play acting, and, and uh, you know, I was very happy that they would ask me to do it. And, uh, of course, I, I got my chance, my, my, my really chance from uh, Jean-Luc Goudin. But, in a way, somebody else, uh, you know, the, the little soldier, or you might not know, but it was banned for about three years. And it was a political film talking about the war in Algeria. And uh, so I, I, I said to myself, it's like if I've done nothing, you know. And uh, then somebody saw it in a private projection, and uh, his name is Michel Deville. And he was... Uh, he asked me to do, uh, he, had, he saw me in the film, so I don't know why, but he, maybe he thought I could, I was singing and dancing all the time at that time. I was, you know, dancing in the streets. I don't, don't do it anymore because it would look funny now, you know. <laughs> I guess it was cute at that time. So he saw me in the little soldier and uh, he asked, uh, at that time I was living with uh, Jean-Luc Godard. And uh, he asked me to come and see him, and he got, he, um, I got the script, and I read the script, and it was a comedy. And I was really so happy to see this comedy, you know, and to do this. And, and Jean-Luc said he was a little bit jealous. 
So he said, you can never do that, and so on, so on. So how could you say this and that and that? I said, yes, I can. I will work and work and work. My mother again signed the contract because I was still underage. Because uh, when we did the film, then by then I was 20. Only 20, you had to be 21. And uh, so I did the film. It was uh, a cute film called the Tonight or Never. And uh, when Jean-Luc saw the film, he really liked it very much. And uh, so he said, would you like to do A Woman is a Woman? It's a comedy, too, with Jean-Paul Belmondo and Jean-Claude Pouyali. I said, wow, would I like to? Oh, yeah. You've said that the first time you, you, you've heard that the film you are going to uh, act in was a political one. You, you were not really conscious about what does it mean. And was it changing? throughout the, uh, the cooperation with Godard, that you become more in, involved in, the, in his thinking, in, in his ideas about you know, society, politics, not just making practical exercise in, in movies. Well, you know, uh, actually Jean-Luc would write the dialogue uh, day after day, but we had, we had a kind of synopsis about the story. But he could change that too, you know. You never really knew what was going on with Jean-Luc Godard. You had to take it day by day, you know. And uh, I guess we were very young at the time. I mean, he was 10 years older than me, and uh, Jean-Paul Benondo, I guess, seven or six, seven years older, and Jean-Claude Brielle the same. It was like a kind of uh, family thing, in a way. We would get the dialogue in the morning, and uh, then we would kind of rehearse on the set and uh, with the cameraman and all the guys around. And, and uh, so it was like uh, we knew what it was about, but uh, it was very spontaneous in a way. You think that some uh, critics and writers and just uh, followers of film don't realize how technologically savvy Jean-Luc was and that he actually gave a lot of care. It wasn't just rambunctious. Although it was spontaneous, he still understood technology of film very well, right? Well, you know, it's like, why do you have a friend? Because you get along with this friend. You can't always explain why that's your best friend. You got other friends, it's so and so and so. It was like a big friendship all the time, you see. It was like we would, we, he didn't have to tell us what to do, really. We really knew what he was thinking, in a way. I mean, how can you explain that? I know it's, but that's the kind of way you feel with your best friend sometimes. You think the same way. I mean, you, it's, you think this, about the same things, and you want to do them the same way. It's, uh, it's uh, hard to explain, maybe, just like that, but... We really, really was very, very... Jean-Luc was is somebody very powerful, anyway. And uh, he's got this uh, big... How can you explain that? Like, uh, we, we always understood what he wanted to do. He didn't always have to tell us, you know... Of course, we had marks on the floor doing this and so on and so with the camera, because... It was pretty difficult at that time to, uh, uh, to we didn't have the, the cameras you have now, you know, it's a long time ago. And, 
So we had to rehearse a lot all the time. And then when you rehearse, you rehearse with your body, with your legs, with your, you know, with the, so it kind of get, become natural, what you're saying, because he was a very good dialogist too, yeah. I would like to ask you um, about your, uh, about the way in which your uh, experience as an actress in Godard's movies influenced your own uh, work as, di as a director. Do you, when you make your own movies, remember this, uh, I don't know, practice, ideas, way uh, in which he was uh, behaving during the, the screening? I think that's only one uh, Jean-Luc Godard. And it's not, uh, why should you, nobody can be somebody else. You can only be what you are from the beginning. I mean, you know, with your heart and your feelings and uh, your experiences and but of course you can uh, kind of uh, learn a lot of course we all learned a lot yes but i don't think you can imitate uh, jean-luc godard's work i mean without uh, i don't think it's no, no I, I was not meaning in uh, imitating rather the kinds of inspiration that gave you you know, oh, of course, it, it, I, I, really I, I learned a lot, yourself. of course, I was a little girl when I met him, and you know, it was like Pygmalion, how do you say that in English, Pygmalion, yeah, and uh, of course, uh, he taught me everything, and uh, and uh, I was very happy to uh, to go to the Cinematheque with uh, Rivet, Romer, and Jacques Demy, Agnès Varda, and uh, Polanski, even, uh, we at that time, yes, and... Uh, we we'll all sit there, you know, and look at the old film, Renoir and Fritz Lang and uh, whatever you can say, all the American films too. And, and I was a little one because I was 10 years younger and uh, I didn't have uh, much to write to talk anyway because uh, they were talking between them, very intellectual stuff and all that. So I sit there and listening and, and, and learning too and uh, well... So that was very exciting. Of course, you learn a lot, yeah, you learn a lot. Uh, but then I also learned a lot from Visconti, from uh, other directors like uh, Hugo and, uh, and uh, Fassbinder and uh, all, the, all the guys I worked with. <laughs> and when I was uh, 32, I did uh, a picture called uh, Living Together and uh, with Michel Lancelot and myself for very little money. And I produced it too, and I wrote the story. I did everything. I said, <laughs> nobody believed it. Believed in me anyway at that time. And because actors wouldn't do filming in France at that time. So I did the picture in about uh, three and a half weeks uh, with five days in New York City. And, uh, and it, it came to Cannes. I mean, to uh, the festival, the, the, the week of the critics festival. Could you talk a little bit more about living together? How did the idea come about and how, how did you think of the idea for the film? Because you said that it took ages to actually be able to make this film, well, any film, director film. So why well, this story? First of all, it, uh, why? Why would I like to do a picture? Because after a while, when you've done a lot of pictures, 
at that time, I guess I already did 50 pictures. You want to do something by yourself. <laughs> you say, why not? Why? I like to do just a little thing coming from me. So I wrote the script. I knew I didn't have a lot of money because I was producing it myself. And so I had to write a story, you know, a kind of not too expensive. And so if not, I couldn't have done it. And so I wrote this story, it's a kind of love story between, uh, of course, uh, a woman and, uh, and a man. Well, that's not today, you never know it could have been. And it's like one becomes the other one, you know, and little by little they, uh, they kind of, uh, he becomes what she was from the beginning and uh, she becomes more serious like he was in the beginning. It's a kind of uh, transfer, transference. What, was there anything you didn't like uh, in working with Godard? We're not having big, big uh, discussions about what we are doing, but of course, you know, in a love story, sometimes, you know, this and so and so, but, but never on this, that's really not true. I, I always thought that if you work with a director, Jean-Luc Godard or somebody else, you should always go with the director, be very truthful, and because it doesn't, it's it's no good to to go, you know, against the director. No good, no good. It would be worse anyway. Even if it would only be worse if you go against the director. No, no. You better go with them all the way. Did you enjoy working more on the more independent, smaller budget films as opposed to you worked in some very big budget films as well? Well, it was funny too to go to Hollywood and you know to work with George Cukor, you know the big set and all there about 150 people on the set. But after one, it's pretty tiring because there's too many people around, and it's more fun when there's not too many people because you get, you know, you get the, it's like a family, and and when too many people is there, it's it's kind of tiring. But of course there was George Cukor, who is a wonderful person. I really love to work with George. Really, really. <laughs> yes, you've you've talked before about Parole Fou being your favorite together. Is that because you had fun making it? Or working with Bomondo so fun? Or is it something in the end result? Uh, first of all, we had a wonderful time doing the film. You know, and uh, lots of fun, and uh, we're on an went to this island in the south of France uh, called Porquerolles, and uh, then we said, well, we have to go to this island. Oh my God, oh my God, we're gonna, that's gonna be a boy, you know, that's gonna be very, well. But then we, we really had fun, you know, with the fishermen, and, uh, and we went to, to fish, and uh, then we went to Central Bay. At that time, it was very nice. We had a lot of fun and parties, too. And of course, Jean-Luc didn't like that too much, I must say. But next day, of course, we had to shoot again at 7. And uh, so we come on the set, and this is taking place in, uh, in the harbor, a little harbor in Toulon. And we come there with Jean-Paul, and. Uh, in a very bad shape, but really like two, two old pieces. <laughs> and uh, 
So Jean-Luc is there with the script, and uh, you know, he said, okay, we rehearse the scene, and Anna, you run, you have to run uh, to the end of the harp. That's about 300 meters, you know, it's very fast, he said. <laughs> and then Jean-Paul, you have to run after Anna, right. And now let's rehearse it with the camera. And so we rehearsed it, and say, we do it again. Oh, Jesus Christ. And Jean-Paul said, oh, my God, my God. I've got a headache. And he said, okay, now, once again, once again, once again. And in the end, we could hardly walk like this. You know? And we were still very young, but we had this hangover. Been drinking all night. So Jean-Luc said, well, I know you had great fun yesterday night. Huh? So, no, Jean-Paul, I want you just to rest a little bit of the scene again with a big piece of Gruyère. You know, the, 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 you know, uh, Gruyère is uh, cheese. Big, big piece. It's in the picture, by the way. And, uh, and you have to eat the piece. <laughs> she said to me, I'm going to vomit, Anna. I'm going to vomit. I said, and then you put mustard on it, too, he said. And then you could see we were totally, you know, in in uh, hard hard dead one, close to 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 faint. So he said, "Okay, that's a wrap. That now is about eight, half past eight in the morning only, you know." He said, "Okay, it's a wrap. We don't shoot anymore today because of Anna Green and Jean-Paul Belmondo, <laughs> and I want them to go to bed right away." And then he said, "You go back to the." Hotel, I don't want to see you nowhere until tomorrow morning, half past seven on the set. You're running in all of those films, though. Yeah, he likes that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he likes people to go around smoke and drinking uh, wine and, uh, you know, he likes people in, in movement because he was a big, big, big sportsman. He could swim, he could, uh, he could run, I mean, everybody think it was kind of intellectual, not only intellectual, very, you know. But he would read the sports uh, newspapers, and uh, he, would, uh, he could run faster than anybody else. He could walk on his hands. Czy rzeczywiście według Pani Godard nie brał pod uwagę takich kryteriów jak prawdopodobieństwo czy wiarygodność? I w jaki sposób pracował w takim razie z aktorami czy dialogi? No, uh, no, no, he would direct a lot in a way, yes. He would, uh, how can I make an example of that? Uh, well, uh, we always rehearsed a lot, so it was like that was the direction of the scene. Because, as you can see, if you've seen the films, you, you would understand that we were, we were moving all the time very, very, very often at least. And therefore, it was the, it's got a sense already of, uh, of the acting part. And uh, I know he said to a journalist in the United States, to Anna, I just say, go quicker or go slower. <laughs> and it's true in a way, I don't have really Anything I can tell you that he would say, do it like that or do it like this. We would discuss it from the beginning before we started the film. 
he would say, well, uh, uh, how we had this synopsis, he would tell us about the story, of course, but we didn't have the dialogues. But then he said, how do you see the, the, the person? Like, if you look at the film, you can see they don't look at all the same way. I'm not have the same hairstyle or not the same uh, character. Or, it's very different films every time. This is a gift for me. It was a gift. And uh, so, uh, in a way, he kind of uh, got it, uh, you know, like, uh, like uh, something you got into, you know, like, like uh, naturally into. Because it was, it was all subtle, like a ballad, you know. And we would have to do, you know, uh, go around it. So when you got the dialogue into your body and you, you, you were into you, you, the way you move, uh, it becomes more natural. At that time, everybody would say, well, they say anything, they just improvise all the time. Not at all. Every word was written down, I mean. Well, sometimes we had a good idea, it was okay. But not very often. No. For instance, when I, I'm, I don't know, if you've seen uh, Pierre Le Fou on the, on, the, on the beach, when I walk there and uh, then uh, I, he said to me, well, you walk there and you are very bored. You know, you, you kind of, kind of, really, you know, you don't want to be on this island anymore. So I say, like this for myself, I say, oh, yeah, sure, what can I do? I don't know what to do. What can I do? I don't know what to do. He said, oh, yeah, you're going to say that all the time. <laughs> say what can I do? I don't know what to do, and that's how it became, you know. But that's the only, uh, that's the only time I can think when I, it was my idea, really. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you enjoy breaking the rules, such as talking into the camera, looking at the camera? Well, he asked me to do it, so I, why not? <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I was not discussing about doing this. Huh? Yeah. Well, that was his idea. You look into the camera and you say, oh, yeah, oh, how are you? <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, what do you feel when you are acting? I mean, do you feel the person that you are acting, or are you thinking about some many other things? <laughs> how, how is that? Oh, no, 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 I don't uh, know. If I'm acting, even in the theater, I couldn't uh, think about something else. No, no, no. No, I, I guess you have to live the, the person, the, the character you are, you are doing, you know, and do you, I mean, if not, you're in a bad shape. Really, you're kind of in bad shape if you don't really get into the character, into the, the well, of course, sometimes uh, if you, uh, yeah, it could happen, some, it can happen sometimes, you don't really feel it. But it's a pity anyway. Even if in a bad movie, you should always be really involved. I, I don't like, you know, the, the, the kind of acting, pretending, you know, you know, overacting, you know. It's got to uh, come from inside, I guess. But that needs a lot of concentration, by the way, yes. So if you can compare the 60s 
and nowadays, yeah? I don't compare to begin with because you cannot compare because today is another world, I mean, compared to the 60s. But, you know, anything, anyway, what you then did, and if it's still here today, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful and it's great. I'm very happy that people still like uh, uh, the films from the 60s and I, I think that's really something. Which one of your um, early roles in Godard movies is your favorite? Your favorite one? Always the same question, and always I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, you know, that's so different. Actually, I like them all, all the characters, because they're very different. And uh, so it's difficult to make a choice. But of course, I'm attached to uh, a woman is a woman, or Oh, maybe tomorrow to be able to and all, all the two, to be for seven, it all depends. Uh, today, uh, which one do you prefer? Okay. Huh? Okay. You see. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank you to you all for coming. Thank you. Parenthèse et de décrire les sentiments des personnages.